the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. These are interesting times as we march past Thanksgiving. Put down the turkey leg. I'm never going to eat turkey ever again. No, 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 no. I'm never going to cook my own turkey ever again. Such a waste of time. I know you're saying, you must be Mr. Moneybags. Having other people cook turkey for you? They probably chew it up and spit it in your mouth. Because I have fragile teeth. Chalk. I can't chew my own food. So that's out there. We're marching towards Christmas. So pretty much so you're going to hear... Charlie Brown Christmas music every day on this show until Christmas and probably five days after Christmas till you hate me today we'll talk about Cyber Monday and Black Friday soon we'll be talking about how much you spend on your credit cards during the holiday season after that we'll be talking about how long it takes you to pay off your credit cards for Christmas gifts that you gave to people that really don't care about you Cyber Monday dun 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 7.8 billion dollars in sales today Amazon's leading the FANG stocks. Facebook, Amazon, Network, Netflix, and Google. So Black Friday was good. Thanksgiving went well. Cyber Monday's strong. Check, 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 check. Those are all good things for the economy, and good things for the economy mean good things for the stock market. Usually, over time, that kind of works together. Not always. It's all the work of ours. Take action on any stocks mentioned. But it's out there. So work with it. I love people who use those cheap foil trays to cook turkeys take them out of the oven and the turkey falls on the ground (laughs) nothing funnier than turkey on the kitchen floor and watching people freak out i've got the greatest thanksgiving story ever a friend of mine invited me over for christmas after my father died and um you know they're putting the they're putting everything in the garbage disposal like everything and like mashed potatoes and celery and like everything's going in the uh, garbage disposal and it clogs and it's a two-story house the kitchen's on the second story and uh so they go get a shop vac. They they put Drano in. They're trying to clean it out and pumping it and pumping it. And um, you know, I just flown back from California with a girlfriend, and you know, I was a little jet lagged. And it's good to see some family and you know, uh, some friends because my my family kind of dissolved after my dad died. Uh, he was the glue of our family on a lot of levels. And um, so the family, they're they're you know, my very good friends, and they keep putting stuff in the garbage disposal and. Drano and stuff like that. And it's just not going down. So in their infinite wisdom, they get a shop vac. They take off the pipe downstairs and they're going to suck it all down. Except for the shop vac was set to blow instead of sock. So what they did was they pushed turkey bones and uh, gizzards and necks and, and stuffing and potatoes and Drano all up. And it exploded like a volcano in the kitchen all over the ceiling. This is Thanksgiving, right? So there's Drano dripping off the ceiling into people's eyes and, and all over the food and everything. It's ruined. And I'm like, um, that's the funniest damn thing I heard. 
I'm on the middle level. Like, there's a door at the middle level getting ready to leave, and I'm watching the guys downstairs in their infinite wisdom put a shot back on. They're going to suck it down, and then they blow it up. And I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so me and my girlfriend just slipped on out as it was raining drain out. And, uh, what was well, that all that's about? The, that's what Thanksgiving's all about. That's the true meaning of the holidays. Thank you very much. So Facebook now trades cheaper than McDonald's. It looks like a value stock. There's a lot of election meddling in Russia. My big bladder blowhard friend who's all political and, you know, uh, gives us his commentary about the Sharks and the 49ers on Facebook. No one really cares. Literally, like, he gets, like, one thumb up on anything he posts. People have defriended him because he's like, but he's like, I'm quitting this advertiser-supported service. I no longer want to be the product. (coughs) And he puts up pictures of his daughter, like, all the time. I'm like, I'm happy that blowhard's gone. Um, but he's not going to quit. You know that, and I know that. So Facebook shares now are trading at valuations very, very similar to McDonald's and Walmart. And yet, we kind of know that they're one of the futures of media. I have YouTube TV, and I love it. Screw Comcast. I don't need it. Don't want it. They've been jerks to me for years and years and years. But I will take their cable modem. Um, and that's not a greatest value, right? So... Facebook's taking eyeballs, like YouTube's taking eyeballs, like Google's taking eyeballs. Um, you know, kids will either be playing Fortnite all day long and then watching videos about Fortnite all night long. So I have to believe you should look at Facebook. I own shares of Facebook. It's all the worker rise, we're taking our and stock expansion. Um, but I, I, I don't see the photos and the videos and the, you know, showing your friends how great you are going away. J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Citigroup, and American Express all rising today. They're heavyweights in the financial sector. I like to see financials lead. General Motors recently announced additional restructuring efforts to drive annual run rate cash savings of about $6 billion. <coughs> so GM's going to cut production to five plants. And it's going to save them money. Wall Street likes that. You hate it. You're like, that GM, they're, 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 they're not very nice to their employees. But I sure do want a cheap truck. So... Go ahead and make it in Mexico. Go ahead and make it in China. I don't care. So Facebook hire, Amazon hire, Alphabet hire, Apple hire, Netflix hire. Heard some interesting commentary on Netflix. A lot of people start shows and never finish them. Like, I watched The House on Haunted Hell for the first five episodes, and I figured out how it was going to end, and it's like, too obvious. So I stopped watching it. So I get sometimes halfway through a comedy special, and I stop watching it, because like, eh, it's not that great. Although I did really like Burt Kreischer last year. He was my 2018 comedy gift to you. Dude's two sixty two fifty, and the first thing he does when he gets on stage is take off his shirt. So the whole show, he does shirtless. And there's something fascinating about it. You can't take your eyeballs off of it. Elon Musk said Tesla had single-digit weeks left as it teetered on the brink of collapse. Now, to me, I don't want to know that. It's like watching the sausage being made. I'd rather hear, like, they've got this car that's magical, and it cures hemorrhoids. And it goes from zero to 60 faster than any other electric car. To hear that you're almost out of cash, I'm like, ooh, I lent you money. I bought shares of your company. That kind of freaks me out, hearing a CEO say that. NVIDIA got an outperform rating, saying the recent slump in the stock provides an attractive entry point. Boy, that was a little girl with a curl last year. Everyone loved NVIDIA for three straight years, and then suddenly everyone hated NVIDIA. That's when I tend to like things. So I tend to, my game as a, a high school kid, college kid, 
was to find the girl who had just gotten broken up and dumped. Swoop in when you can, right? When they're needy and they're hurt. Go for the... That's the... When you, they're, they're, no. Behave yourself. But that's... I know, right? I know. But that's kind of a thing with NVIDIA. It's out of favor now. No one loves it. And that's what I'm going to go show it some love. Or that's what I'm going to think about. Consultable Burger Rose is taking action on your stocks mentioned on the show. Um, Elon Musk saying that the automaker was in single digits doesn't give me a lot of confidence. PayPal, who owns Venmo. So not only can you PayPal people, you can Venmo people. And digital payments Catch are Catch Rob of a thing. Black and Rob Black and so, your money live on the I don't Bay know Area Airways. Cash. I, I, I barely know what cash from looks like anymore, right? on AM 1220 KDOW. Thing, and and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Digital transactions not going away. Apple's got a digital play. PayPal's got a digital play. They're out there. American Eagle upgraded to buy from Hold It Deutsche Bank. Not a big story there. Um, Campbell Soup in the news? Mm-mm, good. Um, a lot of value there. Some investors, activists who want the shares to go higher are saying, we see a lot of value and we need management to do something about it. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I love you. Happy holidays from my family to yours. Now, I'm Rob Black. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing in more. You think it must be a luxurious and glamorous life to be me? <laughs> it kind of is. But just to show you, it's not all glamour or luxury. My office in television, I go away for three days last week. I come back and they've taken my TV out of my office. I wonder if this is like a sign. Get ready. Don't let the door hit your arse on the way out. Right? A lot of backstabbing in the news game. I mean, you have to watch your back. So I'm wondering if management took it. If engineering took it, or if just some employee took it as a ooh, early Christmas present. Anyhow, and anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about, I'm getting kind of tired of Elon Musk. I understand that he's important. I understand that in the world of the Tim Cooks, Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos, that you have to throw in Elon Musk is what he's trying to do on some grand scales. It's grand. Elon Musk told Axios, which is a show on HBO, which has to be the worst named show because it just doesn't roll. Hey, I was was watching Axios last night on HBO. What's that? Well, it's kind of a hardcore news show. And he told he told HBO that Tesla was within single digits of shutting down. The whole Model Three production ramp was so expensive. He regrets working so much at Tesla. He says his company was bleeding money like crazy and only had single-digit weeks left. He's starting to scare me as a CEO. And I mean this because he's a visionary, but sometimes he kind of bobs and weaves into almost pessimism, almost optimism, almost um, just like, did he really say that? And maybe that's kind of like a new millennial kind of CEO kind of thing going on, even though he's not a millennial. But maybe it's the, the new age CEO, so to speak. When he says things like Tesla will really face just a threat of death due to Model 3 production ramp, what, like, what's up with his, his, his voice now? He always seems to never open his lips. Essentially, the company was bleeding money like crazy. And if we didn't solve problems in a very short period of time, we would die. And it was extremely difficult to solve them. It hurts my brain and my heart. It hurts. It is not recommended for anyone. I just did it because if I didn't do it, there was a good chance Tesla would die. So, yeah. 
he's just becoming tired to me. And I understand that he's impo- more important because he's really trying to, you know, introduce new production, new manufacturing, more environmentally friendly kind of things. And he is a luminary. And when you start comparing him to Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos said something that's just, it's freaking fracking crazy. He said one day Amazon will fail. And I'm like, whoa, this guy's been reading too many freaking fragging books on Rome. Like, tone it down, Jeff. You don't have to say one day we will fail. We will go to zero. We will die. We will be left poisoned and, and hit like an animal on the side of the road. Ladies and gentlemen, please put a leash on your dog when you're walking your dog for its safety and protection. The law is there just to protect you. So he's a big tech luminary and he's bigger than Jeff Bezos. And Bezos says Amazon's going to fail. And Zuckerberg, in the end, people are starting to get tired of like the headlines. But I don't think people are getting tired of, of actually doing things right uh, on Facebook. I, I still see stupid posts. Steve Jobs came up with a phone. Yeah. But Elon Musk is, is doing something pretty crazy. And I akin Elon Musk to Bill Gates. And I think Bill Gates kind of birthed the personal computing revolution. Brrr, out comes baby. And, oh, it's a tech stock. Elon Musk is trying to invent kind of a future. Um, and I think that's kind of a, instead of exploiting the, the, the resources there. So, okay, I'll give Elon Musk credit, but man, am I getting tired of his, like, what's coming out of his, did, did he just call a British cave diver a pedo, short for pedophile? Was he really smoking marijuana in a video? Is he really clashing? Is he clashing with journalists and financial analysts during conference calls, saying that he's bored with them? Is he really putting a, a, a 420 stock price target on, on Tesla, um, which ties into marijuana is is he really doing that (laughs) and the answer is yes he is and that's got me a little freaked out on him and and rightfully so so the success or failure starts at the top of any company right are you with me against me because this is a civil war and you need to choose a side do you believe in me 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. September, October, November, October, November have been very dramatic uh, months on the market. And I I would say be cautious if you feel that. You know, maybe it's now is the time to say, you know, maybe I should do a change in my portfolio. Maybe I'm too aggressive. Black Friday shopping pulled in a record $6.22 billion in online sales. Woo-hoo! <coughs> Bitcoin, holy mackerel, it's under 4000 now. And falling, falling, falling. I know you're saying, thank you, Rob, for the dramatic falling, falling, falling. So, um, I watched Bitcoin go up. I watched Bitcoin go down. I stayed on the sidelines. Now... The interesting thing about Bitcoin, and this is the interesting part, is the millennials. And that's one of the reasons we talk about the millennials so much on this show, is do they ha- really have a lack of faith in the economy, in the president, in the dollar, in the American dream? Then you think Bitcoin makes a little bit of sense. 
but it's still very, very tough to say I want to invest in, in a currency that doesn't have a tie to anything. I think the dollar doesn't have a tie to anything. The way we we just print more of them. Um, so that's out there. TV dinners. I love TV dinners. Do you remember having TV dinners as a kid and how magical it was? Get Do you know that belly. TV dinners were invented in 1954? Back when I was writing prolifically in high school and college, I, I did a lot of research on frozen food and Swanson's because I always thought it was fantastic. It was just it was magical as a kid. But ultimately, they overordered, Swanson overordered for Thanksgiving and found themselves scrambling with a way to get rid of 500,000 pounds of turkey. And that's how they came up with frozen TV dinners. A Swanson salesman who earned $200 a month had an idea. Get the metal train, trays used by airlines and the military, and he kind of combined the combination to do frozen dinners, TV dinners. Do you remember the idea of sitting in front of the TV with your Swanson's Hungry Jack chicken, turkey, barbecue sauce, gravy, mashed potatoes? It was all good, except for the brownie. That was kind of surreal. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I'm a big fan of Bill Gates. Yeah, I think at one point in time, Microsoft was the evil empire. But I do think it birthed the PC personal computing nation that we are now. And that led to, which led to, which led to nice productivity gains in the United States and just an interesting consumption of tech. Bill Gates said something fascinating over the week, last week. He talked about, he said, if you want to know Silicon Valley, he goes, watch the TV show Silicon Valley on HBO. And that, to me, is scary. I live in Silicon Valley. And watching the show, at times, I'm like, no. No, this can't possibly be. But yeah, we are... Silicon Valley is just surreal. I saw Mark Benioff a couple weeks ago. And um, he's got sneakers that are called, I guess, Dreamforce sneakers. or I, I, The facts there are a little shot foggy. But he wears high-end Nikes. And I think they're tied towards his... Salesforce.com summit, where they call it Dreamforce, and they bring in all the developers and such. You can see that the soles, that was the first time I was wearing those. And I'm like, okay, so these Nikes, these pumps, or these kicks, or whatever you want to call them, they looked pretty pricey. They, they, honestly, I like Mark Benioff, but someone needs to say, your shoes look like someone had a bedazzler, drank a lot of alcohol, ate the bedazzler, and then threw up all over the shoes. I get it. I get it. It's it's a great marketing tool. Here I am talking about it. But there's a thing in Silicon Valley where CEOs, they're known for their sneakers. And I, I'm not making this up. It's kind of surreal. I remember, you know, do you remember being a kid and dad's like, you got to put on a tie and a jacket when you go to work? And my dad did something where he called everyone back every single day that ever called him. He didn't wait for the next day. He would even call and leave messages like, hey, I'm going to call you in the morning. And that kind of work ethic kind of sat with me. But for Bill Gates to say that Silicon Valley is pretty close to the truth, um, and it captures a lot of truths, tells you that Silicon Valley has kind of got a big weakness. 
um, because the show is Silicon Valley. And I keep going back and forth between Silicon Valley the show, Silicon Valley this. Um, Silicon Valley, you know, the culture here is we have problems hiring people. We have management issues with sexual harassment. Uh, we have managed, there's a bro culture. Um, so it's tough to build up teams now. It's tougher. So anyhow, and anyway, um, Bill Gates saying Silicon Valley strikes a little bit too close to the truth. That should be a scary commentary to you, in my opinion. So we learned today that Swanson invented the frozen TV dinner in large part due to the excess of turkey meat that they had in 1954, not wanting to destroy it. What were they going to do with it? They had someone at the company say, hey, you know, airlines serve things on little tin foils. Like, we could do that and put it in the oven, warm it up. The dude got a $1,000 bonus. A $1,000 bonus for coming up with the idea. Um, he also got a $100 bump in pay per month. So that's like a $9,000 bonus. Whoa. That adds up, right? Um, you don't complain when you invent something, but sometimes you go, I kind of wish I would have owned that and not given it to the company. So Swanson made big bucks off what were called fridgy dinners, fridgy dinners. So that's out there. Always fascinated with um, success stories like the success of Trader Joe's. Always, always uh, fascinated with people who come up with good ideas. So Cyber Monday, Black Friday, blah, 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 blah. We're spending money. Cyber Monday is expected to generate $7.8 billion in sales. Black Friday pulled in 6.22. You add that together, and that's a big push to our economy. That's $14 plus billion um, already spent. And some of us are procrastinators, right? Amazon, Walmart, Macy's, Target, they're all stocks that we're talking about right now. Um, General Motors, Amazon, Walmart, Macy's, and Target all tied towards Black Friday, right? General Motors... They're announcing a big announcement today. They're telling their Canadian workers to take off, you hosers. Why are they saying that? Because they're downsizing a major assembly plant in Ontario. Take off, you hosers. Logitech has ended talks to acquire Plantronics. Logitech, which makes mice, keyboards, and other devices, peripheral devices, peripherals. I hate that word. Um, it's one of those tech words that kind of we talked a little bit too much in the 90s, and I just don't feel it's that the right word anymore. That's but Logitech, Logitech and Plantronics not not going to get together. No marriage. They're not going to go into the chapel. They're like, okay, let's merge. Let's get married. Let's do this. And then they said, we couldn't figure it out. That's okay. AT&T, Comcast, Charter, Dish Networks, all in the news today. On Friday, you might have paid $19.99 to watch Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson play golf. If you did, please get in line over on the right side of the building. Because I'm firing up the Darwinian Wood Chipper. Anyone who paid $19.99 to watch one match of golf between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, there was a glitch and you get a refund. But seriously, this is a government program of identifying people and you need to jump into the Darwinian Wood Chipper. Pay 20 bucks to watch golf. You got bloated fat guy, who's also known as a lefty, 
And then you have the the fallen from grace Tigeroids who at one point in time could do no wrong to, wait, wait, you had sex with all these women? And your wife is a Swedish elite model? Like, what's wrong with you? And you have two beautiful kids and you've got all these sponsor deals that want a cliquey, 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 squeaky clean image. Something must be wrong with you. There's something wrong with America when we're paying nineteen ninety nine to watch a match of golf. Like, we are so lazy. Not only will we not go out and golf, which is kind of a sport where you hit something, you walk and drink a beer, then you hit something, you walk and drink a beer. Um, oh, Darwinian Wood Shepherd, for any of you who got the Tiger Woods Phil Mickelson match, and we are watching it. That scene in Fargo, where they're trying to dispose of bodies by throwing them in wood chippers. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes one. of all time. One of my favorite scenes. American Eagle was upgraded to buy from Hold at Deutsche Bank. An analyst's price target remains unchanged at $24 a share. Saying the valuation in the apparel retailer's stock is, is the cause for the upgrade. And I go, American Eagle? How about some Netflix? Like, as a stock guy, I just can't get excited by retailers that are like second tier third-tier, tertiary kind of plays. I just can't get excited. So call me crazy. I, it is American Eagle, like, oh, I could trade those stocks based on valuations. I can't get excited about those stocks in their future. Like, American Eagle, we've come up with a new line of denim that, that'll make your, lift your hiney and uh, accentuate your calves, make you skinny and um, desirable to the members of the opposite sex. If American Eagle can come up with that pair of pants, I'm in. I'll put all my money in it. But the innovation in apparel is not there. The Let's jump from you know, made in Japan to made in Indonesia to made in Vietnam to made in China. Let, let's, let's figure out how to get our, our cost down. Sure, I get it. But it, I just can't get, you know, and again, sometimes companies like Gap, Mickey Drexler from the Gap, many, many years ago, Mickey Drexler's there. He's no longer there. He came in with Capri Pants. And I invested in Gap, and I made a boatload of money. Like, it was a tugboat of money. It was so much money, I needed a tugboat. And for my clients, um, I did really well in Gap. It was all tied towards Capri Pants. And when I say I made money off Capri Pants, it makes me smile, because you're like, that's funny. But they had a visionary who, for two or three years, he hit everything right in apparel, as far as styles went. And other people didn't have Capri Pants. And kids would call up to the, and they'd go up and like, do you have Capri Pants? No. Okay, then we're going somewhere else. Do you have Capri Pants? No, then we're going somewhere else. No. And that's how they won. Uh-oh. PayPal's Venmo unit was hit by a wave of payment fraud earlier this year. <coughs> oh, boy. I think I got the black lung. Oh, my, my, my. So PayPal's Venmo was hit by a wave of payment fraud earlier this year. That can't be good. Paper said the incidents accelerated losses at Venmo and prompted it to shut down some user features. I find Venmo kind of creepy. It somehow ties into your PayPal, uh, your Facebook friends, and like you can say, "Oh, Mike just paid, you know, um, Dominique Rivera for Spanish lessons." I'm like, "Mike's taking Spanish lessons?" Right. And then your friend Jim Swanson just paid for a, a obedience dog trainer. I'm like, "Did Swanson get a puppy and not tell me?" Where's the memo on the puppy? I, I don't like how Venmo is kind of like socializing payments. Did Rob just pay for a lady of the evening? Like, you can see what people are paying for electronically, and I don't like it. 
It's invasive. Intuit was upgraded to outperform from sector perform. I kind of like Intuit. It's one of those companies that kind of flies under the radar that's doing a lot of things right. I prefer Adobe. I prefer other companies, but it's out there. NVIDIA is getting some outperforms. Man, that stock has been savaged recently. It's been murder-related. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So I could talk about Cyber Monday and the Puff Lump and all these great things. But one of the things I kind of want to throw out there, because it's not quite as sexy, is don't count on the Santa Claus rally to save the stock market this year. October and November got really wonky really fast. Historical data supports the likelihood of a what's called a stock market rally tied towards the Santa Claus rally. Ho, 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 ho. Where people feel jolly and people feel good. And they go into the holidays, you know, more optimistic than pessimistic. And professionals aren't there to, like, slap people around and say, what are you, stupid? Um, so the 2019 Stock Traders Almanac notes that old St. Nick tends to come to Wall Street nearly every year, bringing a short, sweet, respectable last five days in the stock market and first two into January. As there's just this good, positive vibe of the holidays. This trend has been good for a 1.3% gain since 1950. And if you count it on a weekly basis, that's huge. It's yielded positive returns 75% of the time since 1969. But Santa's failure when the years don't materialize are disappointing. And sometimes it can lead to lower prices and different psychology. I don't play the January effect. I don't play the Santa Claus rally. I think there's some truth to it. But... I think it's a truth that has a lot of roadblocks and kind of like starts to um, become problematic for me. There's hopes of trade war truce with China and Trump's presidency can go bad quickly with the Mueller probe. And I just wonder if he gets just the tar beaten out of him, if he gets just beaten to shreds, what type of president will he be? Will he like double down or triple down and say, you know, make America great again and you know, we got to go to war with China. World War III will be tied towards economies and, and co- commerce. Don't really know. So one thing I do know is that I'm seeing borrowers tap their homes for cash. This is one of those debt trends that I, I pay attention to because we have a problem with debt in the United States. Student loan debt, national government debt, our home debt, rising mortgage rates are crushing much of the refinancing market. And the people that are refinancing now, they're changing a 3.25, 3.5% mortgage for a 5.5% mortgage or 5.25, and they're taking cash out. So they're selling now, taking cash out of their home now, and they're living on it. 80% of borrowers who refinanced in the third quarter chose the cash out option, pulling $14.6 billion in equity out of their homes. Now, the United States has a pot of gold and how much equity we have in our homes, but we also have a lot of debt tied towards it. So 80% of borrowers refinancing their homes, cashing out, tells you that a lot of people sold a chunk of their home. And again, you may not think of it that way. You're like, well, my house is a piggy bank. I'm writing a check against it. 
Well, the truth is, is you just sold, if you're getting a check for 200000 it's a million-dollar home, you just sold $200,000, of which maybe you'll slowly buy it back with a home equity line of credit. Maybe you won't. So I like refinancing and using the equity for something else, but not for a car or vacation, not for a wife, not for, you know, it's, if I take assets, if I sell some assets, if I refinance some assets, I like to own more assets, not dwindle down that cash, spending it. So higher mortgage rates are changing the market. People are pulling money out now. The average rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage is 4.81%, but it's a little bit higher in some areas, and depending on your credit and down payment. So that's about 90 basis points higher than it was a year ago. And a cash-out refi, a homeowner essentially trades in a mortgage for a new one with a larger principal balance. So it's just financial engineering if you think like, hey, I'm living the good life. No, you're spending what was going to be your good life later. Lenders say the homeowners often use the cash for home renovations or paying down debt. And the home renovations very rarely will you get dollar-on-dollar kind of returns. If you will renovate your bathroom, yeah, some people like spas. Some people don't. If you renovate your kitchen, some people, and for the record, a bidet, a little splashing down there when I, after I've done a big one, it feels kind of nice. And I, I'm willing to pay for, like, a, to- a, a smart toilet that kind of showering, a shower and shave, shave and a haircut, two bits. Um, but, but some people aren't willing to pay for that. Now, I'd also pay for a gold toilet because I'm into gimmicks. But like, I may look at the kitchen remodel that you did and go, no, this, this solid oak countertop is beautiful. <laughs> I'd rather have a balsa wood top. And you're like, balsa wood? Yes, because when my friends come over, I like to lift it over my head and show them how powerfully strong I am. So uh, your home repairs and your home improvements not going to get you dollar for dollar. So when you take money out of your home to do it, it's kind of a mistake. Now, again, some renovations are better than others. Cash out refis played a big role in the decade ago housing crisis. A lot of homeowners use their properties as ATMs. And when I first came to San Francisco Bay Area, Marin was the BMW capital of the world. I was like, why? I didn't quite get it. And it was because people were financing their homes and using it as an ATM and buying cars, which are a depreciated asset, which, again, makes you less likely to evolve as a species. So, I don't know. That's I'm worried about it. When people trade in a low-cost mortgage for a higher-cost mortgage so that they can pay down a credit card, I, I get it. You know, you can't take it with you, but what's your legacy going to be and what's going to happen if you live a little bit longer than you thought? So I'd be cautious. Sometimes we trade one debt for another debt, and all that is is financial engineering. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Thanks for listening to the show. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.